Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ten Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. It's beautiful day down here in Florida, and hope you guys are having a blessed day today. It's going to be a great day. I uh, did a show yesterday, a video podcast, one of my good friends with the Free Thinkers podcast, and I'll send that video out in the email today if you guys are on the email list. Really, really good video. It ended up, it was supposed to be an hour show. We ended up going like an hour and a half. We covered all kinds of topics, went into detail on a lot of stuff, had a blast with them yesterday. I'll definitely be back on again, but I'll put that out in the email that we send out every day. Also, I'll be on the Hagman Report again tonight. So there's going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to be getting into. And one of the first things that I wanted to bring up, and I uh, saw this yesterday and was kind of disturbed, kind of intrigued, kind of shocked, uh, a mix of different emotions. If you guys saw the annual convention for the Association of the U.S. Army and the nation's capital went on this week, and essentially you had every military contractor and weapons platform and DARPA and all these groups that are making all this crazy Terminator stuff now. And that's exactly what they're making. They displayed the first systems, the weapon platforms, as animatronic dogs with sniper rifles on their face. And they're, they're robo-dogs, what they are, with 6.5 Creedmoor machine guns where their face would normally be. can also be chambered in 7.6251, which is you know, otherwise known as 308 Winchester, similarly. And the system was developed by rifle producer Sword International and Ghost Robotics. They teamed up and basically built this unmanned rifle system called the SPUR, the Special Purpose Unmanned Rifle. And it's a robotic canine with a machine gun for a face. And what's interesting about this, it's got an effective firing range of 1,200 meters. It uses a Teledyne FLIR Boston thermal camera with a 30-time optical zoom that's also capable of night vision. Yeah. These are the platforms that they're building right now. But remember, remember, we can't make any more trucks right now because we're out of chips. You know, we can't, we can't, GM can't make any more trucks or Camaros, and you know, Ford can't make any more F-250s right now because there's no chips. But we definitely have the electronics and equipment and chips to build automatic robotic machine gun dogs that are fitted with thermal FLIR heat signature, night vision, and 30-time optical scopes that are 1,200-meter combat effective. Does anybody else get a real weird Terminator vibe right here? I'm, I mean, I'm talking like Cyberdyne system starting to escalate really quick. I get that there's this going forward of the weapon systems platforms of as we advance technology, but I'm sitting there kind of asking myself this, this unmanned weapons platform. Who's going to control it? It doesn't have to have a – basically like a drone operator. It's got an AI-based system in it if they wanted to. It can basically be a sentry. It can stand post, basically engage any moving target, any thermal target. Why do we really need this kind of stuff? The problem is when you start looking at this and you start researching it, and then like I said, it's almost like James Cameron kind of gave us a – foreshadowing possibly of what was to come with those films. You know, when the Terminator came out in the late 80s and the second one came out in the 90s, that level of technology never even came close to existing, so we thought at that point in time. But yet he took it upon himself to make a film 
about Cyberdyne and an AI system that essentially would have a mind of its own or some entity would be controlling that AI system and it basically turned on the human race and tried to exterminate us because it thought it was a threat. Guys, this is only back from the 80s and 90s when this film came out. We're literally seeing the exact same style of equipment that they displayed in that film now on display in D.C. at the National Army Convention. And apparently, they're not having any chip shortages over at DARPA or any of these other military contractors. Imagine that. What do you think about this whole platform that they're starting to expand and show us that they actually have now, Dad? Well, they're making combat military personnel basically um, extinct. Uh, they don't need them anymore. I mean, when you have a weapons platform system that can walk up to somebody's house or walk into somebody's neighborhood or take a high position over a target, that's in other words, you have a home and you have a hill around you, and this thing walks up to the top of the hill and monitors for you to have traffic in your house, out of your house, you know, you know, 1,200 yards away, just takes a shot at you, takes you out. And, you know, what are the troops necessary for now? I mean, we have approximately 350,000 troops about to get themselves dishonorably discharged if this thing goes through and, and Biden doesn't back off of this executive order that he never signed. I mean, this is insanity that the military doesn't realize. But, of course, they do realize, don't they? They know that it's not an executive order. They know it's never been put into the federal registry. They're aware of that. They don't care because the entire military has been co-opted. I mean, you know, the entire world now has come under control of this international banking cartel that runs the world through fiat currency. And this is what we talked about last week and this week a little bit that, you know, we warned everybody the only group of people that could do what they're doing right now is shutting down the economic world engine are the bankers, period. That's it. Nobody else has that kind of power, that kind of authority over these different countries. And you're absolutely right, Austin. We have all of these people basically now say, we can't build an F-150 pickup truck. We can't build a, you know, a 1500 pickup truck. We can't build any kind of trucks. We have to have shortages of everything because we don't have chips. It's a total lie. It's a completely contrived shortage brought to us by the Zionist international banking cartels who did the same thing to Germany in 1933. We mentioned that twice now. This is the third time we mentioned that in the last couple of weeks because this group of people have the ability to choke down supply lines and cause massive shortages when there are no shortages. All you have to do is like not unload the the ships coming out of China. Just let them sit out there, get a thousand of them backed up, tell the crane operators they can't operate, and suddenly you got shortages in everything because the United States has ceased to be an industrial powerhouse as far as manufacturing our own stuff. We've got to get, to get it from all these different countries. And, of course, this was a contrived plan to start with to make us all interdependent with globalism to allow them to come in with their new world order, their new world currency, their new world religion, their new world satanic empire, which they want to build, in which they can implant us with all kinds of stuff and force us to take kill shots with living creatures in them. Now, another Polish doctor has come out, and he has done research, the same thing as Kerry Maggi did, and he's found that basically there's another thing in there that looks like a stinking alien. It's the weirdest-looking thing you've ever seen. It looks like something you see right from the Alien Trilogy. You think, well, why in the world would they do that? Well, you got to remember something. The Alien Trilogy, was Corny Weaver, They've always telling you stuff. It's like Austin just said about what happened with the Terminator and Cyberdyne with that movie, you know, 30 years ago. You know, we didn't have that kind of technology when that movie came out. I think it came out back in 84. We didn't have that kind of technology running around. But now we have robotic dogs that can do things at 1,200 meters, which is like almost a mile away, by the way, guys. That's a long ways. I mean, I've, I've done shots before with a with a, with a 50 caliber Barrett. And Austin and I both have at six, 700 meters, 600, 700 yards here in the United States. And, you know, that's like a half a mile. 
And that's a heck of a shot. And that's a heck of a weapon platform, that doggone 50 caliber bear. It really is. Nice weapon. If you ever get a chance to shoot one, shoot one. But get one with a magazine that goes into it with a 10 round magazine and get one of the later ones that has the barrel that recoils so it doesn't, you know, give you a big shoulder bruise. I mean, we had, we had the opportunity to shoot one with a 10 magazine, magazine round, 10, 10 round magazine in a years ago. We were out at the range having fun with it, and all of a sudden another guy comes over, and he was shooting a 50 caliber Barrett, which was a single shot with no recoil barrel, no spring system, nothing in it. And he comes over, and he goes, can, can we can we try your gun? I said, sure. Said, you have to use your own ammo, though. I'm not going to pay for the ammo. It's too expensive. And he goes, okay. And so what ended up happening is they, they, they shot ours, and they said, wow, this is unbelievable. You know, We cannot believe how much better this platform is than the one that we're using with the single shot that'll basically break your arm, break your shoulder, give you a bruise every time you shoot it. I said, well, the technology's really out there. So if you, and, you, and you can rent these things. You can basically rent these guns, these Barrett's and these gun ranges, and you can try them. And so it's worth, you know, the $40, $50 an hour that's going to cost you to rent the gun because, quite frankly, you'll be about done shooting it within an hour anyhow. But, guys, it's one of the most advanced weapon systems I've ever seen for civilian use. It really is. That's why they want all of this stuff out of the market, off the market. They don't want civilians having it. So when these things talk about going out 1,200 yards, and we were out six, 700 yards, and I realized how far that is, guys, you need binoculars and a doggone scope to see what in the world you did. In fact, we were shooting at a man-sized silhouette target of three-quarter inch plate steel that was painted white, that was on chains, that was about five, six feet in the air, and every time you hit it, you see the thing swing back and forth so you know you had a hit because it's so far away. So yes, these types of weapon systems are extremely advanced, and for them to put them on top of a dog, a robotic dog that can wander around, well, guys, if they can put it on a robotic dog, they can put it on a drone, which is exactly what we saw with Cyberdyne. We had the drones flying around. I mean, think about it. Well, they always they always want to tell us these things. Remember, remember in Star Trek, if you guys are Trekkies, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. She said she was a Trekkie from the 60s, and... And I'm a Trekkie. I mean, I started watching Captain Kirk, you know, way back in 66, 66. I think he came out of 66 or 67. And it was the talk of the town. I mean, everybody talked about Star Trek. It made it for three seasons. And after that, they basically moved it around so many times that you even never, never knew what time it was going to come on. And finally, it lost its viewership. And then 10 years later, they came out with a movie. But if you remember, on one of the Star Trek movies, I think it was Chekhov went to a planet and they put a parasite inside of him, inside of his ear. It was like some kind of earwick or whatever it was, and it was a brain-controlled parasite. And then another one, they basically did it with Captain Pike. They put a brain-controlled parasite into him. And you see this theme repeated over and over and over and over again as far as what they're wanting to put into people. Now you think, do you really think these are brain-controlled parasites that they're putting into these shots? Well, here's the question you have to ask yourself. If they're not a brain-controlled parasite, why are they putting a living organism into a shot? Hmm? I don't ask you that, is that? You know, and why in the world have other scientists around the world now been able to basically reproduce what Dr. Kerry Maji did? And now all of a sudden everybody's saying, oh, wow, what's this thing? And the other question is, why haven't the mainstream, why hasn't the mainstream mess, press and the mainstream doctors and the mainstream people that also watch alt news who are scared to talk? Oh, that's right. I, I just answered my own question, didn't I? They're scared to talk about this because this goes so far into the X-Files range that nobody wants to even think like this. That we're being injected with mind-controlled parasites or behavioral-controlled parasites, or maybe they're not really mind-controlled parasites at all. Maybe they just need a place to live. Oh yeah, and you know, last night I—maybe I, I, they are. I don't know. But last night I watched a priest, an Orthodox priest, discuss what happened. Now listen to me for a second. You know, uh, years ago, I heard Bob Dylan 
he was doing an interview. I'm pretty sure it was Bob Dylan. And he was doing an interview and he was talking about how when the record companies would release an album, they would take the gold masters, you know, the masters themselves into like a temple and they would put like a spell on them, a witchcraft, like a satanic Kabbalah spell on these albums. And so they, they would believe and pray that to their corporate God, I guess, I mean, whatever these weirdos do, that this thing would basically reach the masses and help to brainwash them and bring them under a one world Luciferian order. I guess I don't know. I wasn't in the room. I don't know what they said. But the reality is they said this is what they do with every single album that goes out. They have like a, a spell they put on them. Well, now this priest came out. He got injected and he wrote a basically a confessions letter to another priest. It said that when he had this thing injected in him, he said, here's how it starts off. He said when he walked into the room to get the injection, he smelled a foul stench. Now, this is something that people always talk about when they get around demons. It's a a foul stench. And this thing got injected in him. And he said when he walked out, he was so embarrassed about being a priest that he took took part of his priestly garb off his hat, and he took it off, and he had a hard time even doing scripture and doing anything else, and all he saw was a picture of Lucifer in his face all the time. It's just constantly, you know, and finally this demon spoke to him and said that this this shot thing had been, basically had a spell cast on it by the manufacturers. Then you think, well, Ted, this sounds crazy. I agree with you. I'm just telling you what the guy said, all right? I think it sounds nuts. But, you know, but if Bob Dylan and these guys are talking about this or whoever said this and talking about the witchcraft that's involved with these album releases, why would that surprise anybody that they were doing this? And, and the guy was basically repentive and repentive and repentive and repentive about what he had done by taking this injection. Is this what's in store for the people that have taken the injections? I can tell you right now, you know, my mother-in-law, she had that, how should I, monocolloidal antibody treatment, which is another experimental program because she was so sick in the hospital. She was 87 years old, and her personality has changed. I mean, it's different. You know, my father-in-law, he took the injection. He's like 88 years old, 89 years old. His personality is different. He was very condescending, very uh, derogatory towards me, and he's never been like that before about us not taking the kill shot. I mean, it's unbelievable how they're pressuring us towards doing that. You know, this is my father-in-law. My mother-in-law has not done that. And, and the sad part about it is, is that how many other people are feeling that now? How many other people's personalities are being altered because of this parasite they were injected with? Or were they one of the ones who got the saline injection? Remember, about a third of these injections are just sugar, are just salt water. That's what the Polish researcher found out, that about a third of the doggone shots that he received, they were just salt water. There was nothing else in them. And so they were just a saline injection. And we talked about this months ago. Jeff Wrench talked about this, about how they didn't want to put a kill shot to the entire population all at once. Because if they did, what would happen is everybody would start having these massive, horrible side effects, and nobody would want to take the vaccine or take the shot. It's not a vaccine, but nobody would want to take the kill shot. And again, this is what we've seen now happening all over the globe. In fact, it was, let me give you this. I, I posted this last night on the Health Masters website. It's called Father Savas. I'm going to spell it. S-A-V-V-A-S-A-G-I-O-R-I-T-I-S. What is to come for those who are vaccinated? And, and so you guys can listen to this. Make of it as you would. Uh, it's just interesting. Oh, by the way, the unbelievably serial philanderer, bisexual, Weirdo, Satanist, you know, Kabbalist, Luciferian Bill Clinton is hospitalized, uh, you know, right now. And they're saying that he basically has septus. He probably has AIDS between you guys and me. I'm, of course, I just said that to millions of people, but he probably has AIDS. I mean, he is a serial philanderer. He's been with about everything there is to be with as far as from a sexual encounter. 
He's a complete and total pervert. And you see this when these guys, they, how should they say, how'd you say, uh, they, they, what they say in one movie, they get, they get used up. They get, they get taken over by these entities and they run over and over, they're over and over and over again. They're involved in these sexual, how should I say, orgies to basically increase their energy levels, but there's a price to pay with that. When they do that, they get used up by the same entity. And he looks like he's a hundred years old. He really does. That is one sick pervert. He's got the world's ugliest wife. Ugh, gosh. You know, that was one of the main reasons, I hate to say this, gosh, that I voted for Trump at the very beginning, the very first time back in 2016. I just don't want to see Hillary Clinton in the White House. That woman is hideous. And, you know, I'm, and that she's, she's ugly on the inside, the outside, throughout. I mean, she's just ugly. She's another Satanist. And I just didn't want to see that witch in the White House. And so I guess we all kind of did that, didn't we? We kind of voted against Hillary and voted for Trump, and we kind of figured, well, you know, this is what we get when we basically have a choice now between, you know, dumb one and dumb two, heathen one, heathen two, you know, Kabbalist one or Kabbalist two. And that's where we are and where we find ourselves. By the way, UCLA doctor says he's willing to lose everything. He is escorted for work from work for receive, refusing to take the kill shot. An anesthesiologist at UCLA Health in California who was not shot away from airing his suspicions about the vaccines, was escorted out of his workplace for refusing to get the kill shot in defiance of a statewide and employer mandate. Dr. Christopher Rake is seen in a video appearing to record himself as another man escorts him out of the UCLA Medical Plaza in Westwood. My response to this doctor is, well done, Dr. Well done, Dr. Christopher Rake. You've done well, and you've set a really good example to everybody. Also, the U.S. consumer prices have made the biggest year-to-year jump in 13 years. You know, we have fuel many places now, and diesel fuel over $5 a gallon again, and it's not showing any signs of slowing down. What we have, again, is the stagflation, and we really have high unemployment still. We really do. They're lying about the numbers, and the reason for that is that so many companies have had to lay off people because of the mandates and because of the lack of demand. But now we have a situation where we're having demand build back up again. But like also said at the beginning of the show – we don't have the raw material or the parts or the chips in order to do all that. So it, it, it's, it's crazy what they're doing to the economy to bring in the new world order. And, you know, the thing about it we also have to realize is that, you know, we've got protests all over the world. You know, in Italy, we have literally hundreds of thousands of people. They're blockading new areas of Italy because of COVID rules, and they're saying they basically won't be put under tyranny like this. In the United States, we had the same thing, didn't we, back in January because Donald Trump set us up. But what did they do? They allowed Donald Trump to come in and tell us to go march on the Capitol building, which you guys always forget about that when they put all these things that positive about him. And the sad part about this is he didn't go with them. He let them go over there and get themselves arrested. If the president of the United States had walked into the Capitol building with these protesters, none of this would have happened, and none of these people would have been arrested, and he could have pardoned everybody, including himself, if he had been charged. But he didn't do that either, did he? It's really weird. By the way, over 10,000 John Deere workers are on strike after rejecting the contract. Thousands of John Deere, work- walkers, Deere, John Deere workers walked off the job early Thursday after members of the United Auto Workers Union rejected the tracker, tractor maker's contract offer, launching the latest strike by an emboldened labor movement, which people are now saying, we're not going to do this. You're not going to do this to us, just like the airline industry has said. We are in control. We have the pilots. We have complete total skill sets that you cannot replace and if you want to force us to take a kill shot we'll just quit see what happens guys we all have to do that i love what's happening all over the country now i love the fact that people are growing a spine growing a backbone and doing what's right and standing their ground like the bible says in ephesians and they're going to stand their ground put on the armor of god and stand your ground because remember 
Jesus Christ is the only hope we have. I spoke to Roger this morning, a good friend of mine, a former bodybuilder, amazing shape. The guy's in his 60s. He's just an incredible athlete. And he told me today, he said, he says, Ted, you know, I listen to the Ted and Austin Brower show pretty much every day, and I'm standing my ground. They're not going to give me a kill shot. And I said, I feel the exact same way, bud. If we all do that, we all stand our ground. At that point, these guys have to back off because, remember, there's only about 200,000 of them on the planet. There's 7.58 billion of us. How many? Well, where there were, I don't know how they've killed so far. They've killed a bunch of us in the last two years. But, guys, listen to me. This thing with the remdesivir, you know, Terrence was talking to me yesterday. This has not been happening since last summer. This has been happening for 18 months. They started doing this spring a year ago when they, when they, they basically put together this protocol for this treatment protocol for the people infected with the coronavirus, supposedly, when they put them into the hospitals, remdesivir, kidney failure, start to build up fluids, lungs fail, ventilator, dead. It's happening all over the place, and they've been doing it for 18 months. We're just, we've just become aware of it because of people like Dr. Brian Artis, who's been a guest on our show, brilliant man, has basically come out and done the research as to what this remdesivir is. And Dr. Lee Merritt, who's also told us it was developed at Fort Detrick as a bioweapon. I mean, think about this for a second. They've been using this on us for 18 months, and we're just starting to figure out what they're doing with it now. And it's becoming entrenched as far as medical protocol now in these hospitals. And some of them refuse to change the protocol because they don't want to be in a situation where they get sued. I mean – this is insanity that they're actually putting people on ventilators and giving them a remdesivir, which causes kidney failure within five days and cascading organ failure within 10 days that was used in Ebola treatment but had to be discontinued after several weeks because 56% of the test group given remdesivir didn't die from Ebola. They died from the remdesivir. That's where we find ourselves right now in the United States as far as what's happening with treatment protocols. So, guys – Keep it firm. Keep it tight right now because we're getting at a tipping point right now, and this federal government and this mandate that's controlled by these Kabbalist, Luciferian weirdos, they're starting to realize that we ain't going quietly into the night, that we're going to stand our ground, and we're going to go to Jesus because he is the author, he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter. Remember, they're scared to death of Jesus. That's why they've subverted the churches. That's why they've come into the churches with their Kabbalist rhetoric and their Masonic Lodge rhetoric. This is why they've come in and they told people to name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, goons. This is why they put those pedophile priests into the Catholic Church. They've done everything they can to destroy Christianity because they don't want you or me or Austin or any of us calling on the name of Jesus because he is the finisher. He is the author. He is the perfecter of our faith. Always remember that. Keep your hearts and minds on Christ, and we will come through this victorious. Austin, what do you think about it? What's your next story? You're absolutely right. And, I mean, the, the entire narrative is starting to collapse around them. That's why they're doing so much damage control. I looked at an interview with Bobblehead Fauci the other day, and he took a question from a cust- uh, person, and they said pilots at American and Southwest Airlines in particular are arguing that pilots are reluctant to get vaccinated because of the potential career-ending side effects. And he wanted to say basically, is, is there is this a valid concern? And Fauci responded, and I quote, well, right now on the basis – of hundreds of millions of vaccinations that we've had, the safety of these vaccines has been clearly established. The long-term effects that people are apparently concerned about are non-existent in the sense of anything that has been a red flag on the part of follow-up of these individuals. Straight up, bold face lying. I mean, I mean, not not even trying to be obscure, not trying to tiptoe around it. Flat out. Line. The safety of these vaccines has been clearly established. There's no long-term side effects at all. Based on what? Ten months of a research study that you did on the entire populace? 
Yeah. Just look at the VAERS report. You'll see how safe they are. And that's exactly right. What they've done now, all these all these shots are batched. They have batched numbers on them. They have serial numbers on them. They used this entire country, well, pretty much the world, but I know specifically from the research that I've talked to now from a lot of the doctors and physicians, they've used the batches as control groups. So certain groups in certain areas got saline, just like Dad said. Other groups got basically the actual injection. And then you have the other group, the non-injected. They literally used us as a lab study in the United States to see what was going to happen, and we're seeing the side effects of it. Just now we're starting to see all these issues that have been coming about over the last eight, nine months. So when Bobblehead comes out and he says, there's zero long-term side effects, it's completely safe. The safety of it's clearly established. Based on what? You've literally taken the entire concept of clinical blind studies, research studies, peer-reviewed studies, and you've literally thrown them in the trash can. We don't need those. We don't do that anymore. Trust the science. The science is what you have to believe. If you don't believe science, you're racist. You go, dude, I'm just asking you why in the world we had an RNA shot that only went through two months of phase three trials, and you're now saying it's clearly safe when it's only been on the market for ten months. You can't say anything is safe in only a 10-month trial, period. Oh, you don't believe the science. You're a racist bigot. You don't deserve anything. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's not really proper use of the terms. I guess you haven't used a dictionary in a while, but cool story, bro. Uh, have at it. And what's interesting about this now is another individual, Chris Vickery, who actually works as a data breach hunter for the SEC and the FBI and the FTC, he basically goes and investigates cybersecurity hacking. He's an expert. The Washington Post just posted this out on Twitter. He, in, in this, Chris Vickery posted this on Twitter. He said, and I quote, seriously, pick a date now. Make it something like December 1st, 2021. Broadcast this fact widely. Then after the chosen date, anyone Choosing to refuse the COVID-19 vaccine can deal with the consequences of that choice alone. Set a date now. After that date, no hospital services for anybody that's unvaccinated. Whoa. Whoa. Is this where we're starting to go now? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Five, six years ago, wasn't it? Health care is a basic human right. Everybody deserves free health care. Doesn't matter how sick you are, how poorly you take care of your body. You deserve free, widely accessed health care. Everybody deserves it. Man, that, that aged poorly. Golly. Now it's, if you don't get the shot, you don't deserve to be able to go to the hospital, period. You need to basically die by yourself. Wow, that, that escalated really quickly. But again... This is where you can see the agenda is going. The reason why the rhetoric is getting so aggressive is because they're losing control of the narrative. That's very clear now. They're starting to realize really fast they have to speed up their timeline on this because so many people are still refusing to get experimentally injected. That's right. So many people are starting to see the side effects. And now they're trying to get the booster shot pushed on everybody. At a certain point in time, even if you're kind of asleep, you don't really know what's going on, you're going to reach a point. vast majority of people are going to reach a point saying, dude, this isn't working. This shot has gotten out of control. Everybody's getting sicker and sicker that gets injected. And what's going to happen is you're going to see this gap 
start to occur where the lie about the pandemic of the unvaccinated is going to dissolve because you're going to see everybody that hasn't been injected. We're all going to be staying really, really healthy still. We're going to catch COVID. A lot of us have. The majority of us have. We have antibodies to it, which is great. Now we have a better immune system because of it, naturally. And the people that continue to get these booster shots are going to get sicker and sicker. And they're going to continue to try to blame the unvaccinated for them getting sicker. The problem is there's going to reach a pivotal shift when that narrative ceases to exist because it's completely and totally loony, loony land. It's, it's loony tunes. There's going to be no science, no no truth to it at all. And people are going to take a step back and go, no, this, this isn't accurate. My point saying this as well, as Australia continues to fall deeper into the hole of totalitarianism, they've now come out. Now, the Courier-Mail, one of the professors over there, Professor Bartlett, who's basically a doctor and uh, at the Australian National University infectious disease expert, came out now. And they posted this on the Courier Mail. They said, this is the title of it, don't freak out. Catching COVID after you're vaccinated actually improves your immunity. If you're fully vaccinated against COVID, the next step to improve your immunity may be to actually catch the virus. I'm, I'm going to read that sentence again in case everybody just missed that. If you are fully vaccinated against COVID, the next step to improve your immunity may be to actually catch the virus. What planet are we living on now that they're telling you you need to get the injection for your protection, but now the injection is so pee poor basically and it doesn't work, you need to go ahead and get COVID so you get better immunity. You remember, you remember that one time when we all were getting chicken pox? And then right after we got chicken pox, they came out and said, hey, guess what? You just got over chicken pox. You got lifetime immunity. But now you need to get your chicken pox shot and your chicken pox booster shot now. Yeah, that's right, because that, that never happened. That's never been said. Oh, remember that last time somebody got the measles, and as soon as they got the measles and they recovered from it, they said, oh, by the way, you need to get the measles shot or flip it. Oh, you got your measles injection now, right? You got your MMR injection. Well, the next thing you can do now to be healthy is you need to catch the measles after you get the measles vaccine. My million-dollar question is, why are you catching the virus if you have the vaccine? Isn't the vaccine supposed to protect you? No, 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 no. It's been shown now the vaccine doesn't protect you at all. The vaccine just reduces your symptoms if you catch it. Well, that's not the definition of a vaccine, buddy. I hate to tell you that. That actually throws the entire concept of vaccine in the trash from the last hundred years of research. No, no, no. You don't understand science. You don't understand science, Austin. You get the shot so your symptoms become less when you catch COVID. Okay, I take the shot so my symptoms are less when I catch COVID. Do you understand that that definition you just said to me is textbook a medical treatment you get the treatment to prevent the side effects from being worse from an injection. There is nothing about this that can even be classified as a vaccine, period. It does not fit any criteria. That's why when they came out originally and said this is an RNA vaccine, everybody goes, oh, it's a vaccine. They actually had to go in and redefine the definition of a vaccine. They also went in and herd immunity. The entire definition of herd immunity was changed. When they first came in, they said, you have X amount of people who get natural immunity, X amount of people who get the vaccine. You establish what is known as herd immunity. They took out the 
natural immunity completely out of the definition. Once X amount of people reach full vaccination, you have herd immunity. That's that's never been the case ever. There's always a significant group of the population that once they catch a virus and they recover for it, they have full lifetime immunity to it. That that has been well established in scientific medicine for decades upon decades. And now we're saying doesn't matter if you got antibodies, doesn't matter if you just caught the virus and you recovered, doesn't matter if you're perfectly healthy. You have to get the injection now for your protection and my protection. That's like saying, I'm going to ride in my car with my buddy. I'm driving my truck, and I'm telling him, hey, but you got to put your seatbelt on to protect me. He goes, I don't want to wear a seatbelt. Well, no, no, you don't understand. You wear your seatbelt to protect me in the event of an accident. I'm wearing my seatbelt, but my seatbelt doesn't work unless you put your seatbelt on. That's literally how stupid this concept is, and Australia just made themselves look even dumber with the comments that they're putting out now if you're fully vaccinated against covid the next step to improve your immunity is to actually catch the virus you can't make up this level of stupidity if you tried they can't even come up with this content for movies anymore most movies are complete and total garbage out this right here is some of the best comedic comedy content i've ever heard of in my life yet so many people are going to hear and go oh Okay, well, I got my shot now. Well, I, I need to go. I need to go catch it now. My million-dollar question of this, after I've gone on my little rant with this to Australia, and I'm asking all my Australian listeners because I got a lot of them. I get a lot of emails from y'all. This is the million-dollar question. If you guys can't answer this in Australia, if they're telling you now in Australia that the best way to be protected now, once you're injected, is to get infected with COVID, why are there any? lockdowns, mandates, restrictions, mask wearing, quarantine camps. Why are any of that in existence in Australia right now if the best thing for you to do is catch COVID? That's the million-dollar question right now. If they're telling you you need to catch COVID, shouldn't that mean that all restrictions, all mandates, all closures, all mask wearing, everything needs to be lifted so you can now reach herd immunity by allowing everybody to contract COVID and be exposed to it? Oh, that's right. No, no, no. That doesn't mean that at all. It means more lockdowns, more restrictions, because, hey, it's for your protection. we got to make sure you're, you're, you're protected. you know? you, you got to get injected and catch the virus and then show us you're negative or else you go to a quarantine camp like they have set up now. This doesn't even make stupid sense, my friends. But again, it's not supposed to. It's designed to confuse and cause chaos. Exactly what I talked to my friend on yesterday on the Free Thinkers podcast. I said the whole concept of what they've done now is confusion. It's constantly – that's why Fauci did his job. I call him bobblehead just because of how he acts, but in reality, he did exactly what he was paid to do. He pulled a full-blown psyop on the entire country. You do this, no, don't do this. You do that, you don't do this. You do this, you don't. It's literally standard textbook torture techniques. That's what you do in a mind control operation when you're doing that to somebody and torture techniques. You tell them to do this, they do it, bam, they get hit with a negative sanction. I just did what you told me to do. No, you do this now. This will let you free. They do that, bam, they get a negative sanction. Oh, my gosh, bro, stop. You told me to do this. No, I didn't tell you to do that. You do this now. You're not listening. They do it, bam, negative sanction. Dude, stop. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Stop torturing me. I'm doing what you're telling me to do. Nope, sorry, you're not supposed to do that. Wrong answer. It's exactly what he did. It was literally akin to almost shock therapy torture. You do this, you get shocked. You don't do this, you get shocked. You do this and don't do this, you still get shocked. 
this is what they've done to condition the populace now. Out of chaos, remember what they say, out of chaos comes a new world order. When there's no consistency, when there's no congruency, when there's no significant science to back anything, and it's full-blown chaos, then they can come in and control what everybody thinks. That's why it's so important. You shut off the mainstream media. Shut off CNN. CNN is the prime example of CIA MK Ultra at its finest level. I gotta give them that as far as the level of mind control that they have with these shows. It's insane. This is why so many people you see now, they are absolutely bent and completely mind controlled from with the Convidian cult. They literally cannot function in society anymore. They see somebody without a mask on, they lose they completely lose it. They lose their head. They find out somebody's not vaccinated, they lose their head. Why? Because they've been told to stay scared. A spirit of fear is the easiest way to control the populace, and it's what I said from the very beginning last year, if you guys remember this. I said the masks are there to instill fear and to remind you to be scared. You put the mask on to show you're fearful, and people go, no, 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 no. You're doing it to show your respect for other people. No, you're not. You can virtue signal and try to pretend like you care. No point in time, any time in the United States has anybody cared about anybody else's health. Let's be real right now. In reality, for the most part, nobody cares. If they cared about their health, they would have banned McDonald's. They would have pulled high fructose corn syrup out of the market. They would have pulled red 40 and food coloring out of the market. They would have pulled sucralose, which is a chlorocarbon, which wrecks your gut out of the market. If they were concerned about your health, they would not still continue to allow cigarettes to be on the market. But, of course, again, once you figure it out, it's not about your health. It's about compliance, control, submission. And that is why it's so important that we continue to stand up like Dad just said a minute ago. Stand your ground with this conviction, my friends. Set it down. Stand where it is and hold it. When you got people's like complete and total moron Chris Vickery saying that set a date, after that date, no hospital services for people that are unvaccinated – that's literally eugenics. I mean, that's like the textbook definition of eugenics. You do what we say or we do not allow you to have any type of medical service at all. We're basically treating you like you're a leper. You're an outcast society. You go go die out in the bushes somewhere. We don't even want to see you. That's literally what they're trying to apply right now because people don't want to get an experimental RNA injection. Are you hearing what we're saying right now? We're that conditioned now that we're going to take an experimental RNA injection because somebody told you to do so. And one thing I said on the show yesterday that was very succinct, and I've been saying this to people. We put people in positions of authority, and we respect that authority as Christians. But when my point in time is when I no longer have respect and I do not listen to authority, is when the authority that we have put into place, okay, we've put them into place, we've put ourselves under their submission, so to speak, we submit to their authority. When that level of authority cannot be questioned, and if you do question them, they will not give you an answer. They will not give you a rebuttal. They simply say, shut up, peasant. You're not allowed to ask that question. That is when my authority or my level of respect for that authority completely dissolves. Any authority that is put into place always can be questioned. And if it is good authority and they're a true servant leader, they can always have a rebuttal or they will always have a response. No good authority, no good servant leader tells you, you can't ask me that question. You can't ask me that. You don't believe the science. You just need to shut up. Never, 
Never has good authority acted like that. Good, true authority will say, well, man, that's actually a great question. This that's is why right. we're starting to do this right now. We we're really thinking that this is the best route to go. We've looked at the research. We've looked at the data. And from a true standpoint, we think this is the best option. And I, I really hope you look at it this way, and I really hope you do your own research on it. Do you have any other questions that I, I can answer for you? That's right. That's how you answer from an authority standpoint. You don't go, you can't ask that question, peasant. You can't say that. Oh, you put what's in your vaccine on a billboard? That's rubbish. You can't say that. Oh, why, why, why do we have to wear a mask? Because I said so. It's a mandate. But there's no mm-hmm. research that actually says you. It's, it's good to wear a mask. It actually decreases your O2. No, 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 no. It's a mandate. You listen to me, peasant. That is when you no longer respect authority, when they will not rebuttal and they will not give you an answer. They simply say you cannot question their authority. That is when authority is illegitimate, in my opinion, Dad. What do you think? Oh, awesome. That was one of the best segments I've ever heard you do. That was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. Excellent. Well done. And you're right. And I see this in the churches with pastoral authority. You know, They go around having affairs. They run around like Jerry Falwell Jr. and having wife swapping parties with his wife and going to basically whore parties and, you know, orgies and all kinds of weird stuff, but nobody can question his authority. And I see it, you know, in local churches when pastors get up to the pulpit and they have no accountability. They can do and say whatever they want to say and do whatever they want to do and nobody questions them. That's no good. And Austin's absolutely right. When you give somebody a leadership position above you, you have to be able to go in and question and ask, why did you do this? And they better have a darn good explanation as to why they did it. And it can't be some type of, how should I say, let's blame shift it on somebody else why I did this. Well, I thought she was really hot, so I thought I'd have an affair because, you know, she looked at me the funny way. What? You're a pastor. You're a Christian. You don't do that. Nobody, you can't do that as a Christian. You can't be blaming it on her now because you ran around with her or him because you ran around with him. It doesn't work that way, and it's the same thing with leadership. If the leadership does stupid stuff, we have to call them out for what they do. It's really, really important. We've got to understand that. I mean, these lockdowns, that was to slow down the velocity of money. It was part of the obedience training. It was all part of this stuff. It was to basically collapse the economies and choke down the supply lines. That's what it is. And also remember this. Austin talked about the MK Ultra program a moment ago when he talked about brain control and mind control and basically setting you up in a situation where they're giving you negative sanctions and positive reinforcement and they're programming you like our lab rat through like the teachings of Skinner and through Maslow and through Freud and all the weirdos and also the brain-based trauma mind control that they did to all these people after World War I when they look what happened to them with Tavistock in the shocking of the people's psyches because of shell shock being in trenches, having shelled for weeks on end and explosions all around them, how their personalities separated. But you know who made it through that almost every single time, including the MK Ultra program, who they had a very difficult time to reprogram? You know who it was? It was the Christians, the ones who had a true relationship with the Most High God. They couldn't break them in almost every single case if they had a true relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when they would do this to them, they just call on Jesus. He's the author, he's the finisher, and he's the protector. And they would be able to stop it. And they had no effect on a lot of these Christians. They couldn't do it. They saw this in the Korea camps, too, when they had these Korean prisoners of war. And the Chinese were torturing them. The Koreans were torturing them. And they saw the same thing in the gulags. They couldn't break them if they had a strong relationship to Jesus. Why do you think they came after the church like they did? They had to break that bond, that covenant you have with the Most High God through Jesus. Guys, that's why I say to you over and over again. We only have one hope, and that's through Christ. We've got to restore it. He broke the timeline twice. I mean, I mean, completely severed it twice. 
Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the triune Godhead. They did it with Noah, and they did it again with Jesus to deliver us from the evil one and to protect us from the evil one. That's what the Bible says. Because God knows this battle is going on and raging in the heavenlies and these interdimensional entities and these warfares that are happening all around us. And he knows the only thing that can support us and control and help to get us out of this is the blood of Jesus. That's why he did what he did. That's why he did the sacrifice that he did. Because it's an eternal sacrifice for you to put you a covenant with the creator of the universe. So when you call on Jesus, these things have to flee. I'm going to say this again. This is a little x file but I'm going to say it anyhow. They found out back in the 50s and the 60s, the people who were abducted from their homes by quote-unquote ETs or fallen angels or demons or whatever you want to call these things, when they called on the name of Jesus, they were put back in their homes because they had a true relationship with the Most High God. And nowadays, they don't really teach that relationship anymore. The crosses are gone from the churches. Where's the cross? Where's the cross in the church? Where is it? Oh, well, that's negative. No, it's not. It's, without the cross, we have no Christianity. Why is that negative? God did that for you and me. And these churches want to have the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, brought to us by the Masonic Lodges to destroy Christianity and to destroy the Orthodox churches and to destroy the Catholic churches. They've done that pretty much. They've completed the destruction of the Catholic church with the current pope, who basically is a hardcore communist and murderer is what he is, because what he did with Operation Condor down in Argentina. Guy's unbelievable. You stop and think about it. All right, put your, put your seatbelts on. I'm going to go through a bunch of stories real quick. Canada now is banning, okay, listen to this, unvaccinated travelers from boarding planes, trains, and cruises. Wow, now think about that for a second. You know, yesterday the Canadian government announced that by October the 29th, core federal public servants will have to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or face unpaid leave by November the 15th. Further, the government announced that anyone wishing to board a plane, train, or cruise in Canada will have to prove they've been vaccinated by October the 30th. This is the Chinese credit score. That's what's happened here. That's exactly what this is. Naomi Wolf, hardcore communist, liberal, Jewish, pro-abortion, pro-everything, warned everybody about this. They've shut her up now, too, because she actually woke up and started telling the truth about what was going on. They shut her down on this. The COVID passport is the Chinese credit score. Always remember that. We told you that repeatedly. By the way, 57 top scientists. And doctors have released shocking study on COVID vaccines, and they are demanding an immediate stop to all vaccines. I've posted this on our website. All these stories I'm giving you little brief summits on right, little brief snippets on right now, I've posted. The U.S. air transportation is in crisis, and pilots are bolding, taking a stand against the killer vaccine. I covered this in depth yesterday. Also, we got to look at a couple other stories here. I'm going through them on my iPad as quickly as I can. Doctors have examined the Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca vaccines and found exotic, exotic metals and parasites. We've talked about global supply chain workers are warning of systemized system collapse and shortages of everything contrived to you by the Kabbalist bankers again. NBA, NBA star says 1,000% certain that COVID vaccines caused his season-ending blood clots. Brandon Goodwin, the former Atlanta Hawks point guard, revealed in a live stream video chat on Twitch that his season-ending illness last year developed soon after taking the COVID shot. He felt tired, had back pain, and later was diagnosed with blood clots. The Atlanta Hawks told Goodwin his season was over after they heard back from the team doctors. Yes, the vaccine ended my season, Goodwin later declared, 1,000%. Goodwin also disclosed that the Hawks told him, don't say anything about it, don't tell anybody. I'm like, bro, what? They're telling him not to warn everybody about the shots. Why? Because these people have such high, how should I say, 
abilities that have such high profiles. They don't want the real people as far as who have huge platforms to talk about it. Another doctor is saying that physicians are being hunted by the press and medical boards for speaking out against vaccines. And this is a sad one. They're all sad. Healthy 16-year-old boy dies during an online class after the second Pfizer jab. California. A healthy 16-year-old boy with no pre-existing conditions reportedly died during a Zoom math class less than a month after receiving the second Pfizer shot injection. Vaccine adverse and reporting system entry shows. According to the report filled by the boy's mother, the second dose was administered on April the 3rd and the boy died on April 27th. Children's Health Defense reported that for those 12 to 17 years of age, the risk of developing myocarditis and pericarditis within seven days of receiving the second dose is, listen, 30 two times greater than expected for males and 9.5 times greater for females. Guys are killing the kids. Here's another article. Get vaccinated or starve. German state allows grocery stores to ban the unvaccinated. My family in Germany is telling me it's turning into a dystopian, incredible nightmare over there. Another article. Survivor of UMK Ultra My Control program says some of today's leaders are still in it. She was in it back in the 50s through MK Ultra and through the CIA, Operation Mockingbird, and also Operation, how should I say, what was the other one? They worked back in the 50s and the 60s with the MK Ultra program. They used all these women to come in basically as sex bots. A lot of people said that. Marilyn Monroe was included in that also. So we have to understand that a lot of this stuff is still happening all over the world. By the way, Chicago is set to lose 50% or more of its police force at midnight tonight as the police union calls mayor's bluff on reporting COVID-19 status. And in Massachusetts, is set to lose 50% of their correction officers by Sunday due to vax mandate with prison system pushed into chaos. And what they'll probably do in Massachusetts, knowing these clowns, they won't stop the COVID, COVID this, this, this kill shot mandate. They'll just release all the prisoners. Just thought I'd mention to you. They like doing that. Grady Judd talked about that the other day. If you really want to go to a state that has a lot of crime, go to New York or go to California because they like releasing their hardcore felon prisoners. Wow, this is crazy. U.S. U.S. air transportation is in crisis. I reported on this earlier. It says pilots are taking a bold stand against the killer shot. Guys, think about what's happening all over the world right now and realize that we in this country, and I'm saying this, we are the last stand. They knew this was going to happen in the United States. They knew that the United States was the city, the country on the hill. They knew that the United States was going to stand against tyranny with the Frankfurt School back in the 30s when they did the group think tank when they couldn't get communism to Germany. They knew that when they put set those same people to the Columbia University and Ivy League schools and brought tens of thousands of Russian communists and credentialed them and put them into our university systems. They knew they had to take the United States down. They also knew they had to take Christianity down. They knew that we could stand against them, that we were the ones they couldn't program with MKUltra. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. The Christians who had a relationship and a covenant with the Most High God, they couldn't break them. Kind of like me and Austin and you guys, right? I talked to a man this morning. He said, they'll kill me first before they put that thing into me. I said, I feel the same way. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I'm not going to be injected with some type of parasite. You know, it wasn't bad enough. To cra- it had all this other crap in it. But now we got parasites in it. They're going to do all kinds of who knows what on us. I mean, it, that wasn't bad enough what they did. But they had to put this living stuff into there to basically take over our bodies. What a bunch of sickos. But, guys, listen to me. You have authority. You have power. You have a covenant with the most high God through the blood of Jesus And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Always remember that. Guys, I love you. 
I had the opportunity to pray for you again this morning. You guys rock. I love you guys. I really do. Remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. I've posted the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, Worthy is the Lamb, on the news site for Health Masters. I want you guys to make that thing get another million views. I want you to listen to that today. I listened to it half a dozen times last night. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Listen to Austin on Hagman tonight. God bless you guys, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Absolutely. And the thing that we're starting to see, and what we've always known, is that the amount of people and numbers are what makes the biggest difference. One person here, one person there, they're going to try to delegitimize you and pick you off. That's what's happened. But when you start bringing up dozens and dozens and hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of people in one area, we're all over the place. They start saying, no, no, we're not going to do it. It was like when we went to that school board meeting in April, and we were in there, and we made our voice heard there's about another 30 moms behind us and they weren't going to let loose also finally the school board after hours they're like okay we're dropping the mask mandate with these kids so this is this is lunacy no point in time have we ever said let's mask healthy children let's mask anybody healthy period mask have been used for thousands of years as a tool of submission slavery and torture that's what they primarily used for. Yes, you got stuff. People put a shirt or cloth or rag over their mouth, dust storm or debris or work. Yeah, I got that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about saying for the sole purpose of trying to not catch a virus or a disease, you were wearing a full-blown mask on your face and could not go anywhere. Like when Fauci came out of there, if you're fully vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask outside during Christmas. I'm like, dude, who even listens to this clown anymore? But again, it's like I said – if people are so blinded and they can't understand the truth, that's what's happened. That's why you have to get this truth out here. You have to continue to wake people up. Like in Germany, like Dad said, the state of Hesse basically saying that food stores can decide if they want to ban unvaccinated people from entering. Yeah, it's it's happening right in front of our eyes. What we never thought would happen in our lifetime or we didn't think would, we're watching the revelations unfold. And that's why you've got to decide now. What side of the fence are you going to be on? I mean, there's, there's no more fence riding anymore this topic. You're either 100% pro-freedom, pro-medical freedom, pro-this is my stand on this, or you're 100% pro-tyranny, pro-submission, pro-control over your own body or over your body. They have control of your own body, and that's it. There is no more fence riding. People have been doing this all last year. Well, I don't really – yeah, I'm just going to kind of just slide through. I don't want to have any conflict. Guys, you can see now the gaps becoming so far, so deep. You can't ride in the middle. Your legs can't stand on both sides. It's splitting open. You're going to go to one side or the other, and that's where you have to decide now. And I encourage my friends, I encourage our listeners, everywhere I go, I encourage people, dude, stand up for freedom on this. The medical exemptions, the, 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 the religious exemptions are throwing a huge cog in the wrench right now. And it is crucial that everybody continues to get those in. And I saw somebody sent me one the other day, and they said, well, look at all the stuff they want me to fill out. I said, you don't have to fill all that. I put all that personal information in there. You have a strongly held religious belief that prevents you from getting this COVID-19 vaccine. Everything else is N-A, 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 N-A. They don't have to give your pastor's phone number and where you go. They don't have a right to that information. That's all private religious information. Some of that's private medical information. They don't have a right to that. Someone said, oh, I have to fill this. No, you don't. Just put N.A., not available, not available, not available, N.A., N.A., N.A. 
You can write out a paragraph you want about your deeply religious held belief. You can't question that. But see, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it as difficult as they can to resist so people can sin. That's where it's all coming down to. So, again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the vitamin E. Extremely good for cholesterol, reproductive health, cardiovascular health, circulation. Very good for circulation. On the website right now, product of the week, super potent E, along with the vitamin C powder. And be sure to stay stocked up on the immune system kit with the vitamin C, the D3, and the zinc. When we talked about in the research last week, the important part is having your D3 levels elevated before you can track the virus. It still helps if you're sick, but it absolutely helps much, much more to have your levels elevated before you get exposed to some type of viral load. Thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe in whatever you get involved in, and enjoy the Hagman Show tonight. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.